It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. The prophecies from Orwell's 1984 are now. No matter how big the lie, repeat it often enough and the masses will regard it as truth. That nugget from John F. Kennedy. Next, this from the Third Reich's Minister of Propaganda, Joseph Goebbels. It would not be impossible to prove with sufficient repetition and psychological understanding of the people concerned that a square is in fact a circle. They are mere words, and words can be molded until they clothe ideas and disguise them. And this, propaganda, the definition, it is defined as a set of messages aimed at influencing the opinions or behaviors of large groups of people, such as nations, a.k.a. public opinion. It is an attempt to shape perceptions, manipulate cognitive thought, and direct behavior towards the goals of the propagandist. The key idea to create an artificial reality, which is completely false. Propagandists emphasize the elements of information that support their position and de-emphasize or completely exclude altogether information that does not support their position. Question, how many have stopped to ponder the totality of what official sources and the mainstream media propaganda ministry are not telling us? This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly Global Alert News Hour, commercial-free, non-political, and now on the air with AM and FM stations in almost a dozen major cities throughout the U.S. Continuing on, what will total collapse look like? Take a good look around, because it's already unfolding by the day. The zenith of human insanity, of gluttony, of greed, self-delusion. How many blindly waving their flags pretending they are free while they continue to do exactly what they are told, no matter how contrary to the Constitution and to reason itself. How many baselessly believe that those who currently rule from behind the curtain are less maniacal or murderous than the despotic dictators of past eras? Any such notion could not be further from the truth. The covert power structure today is every bit as dangerous and diabolical as any former despots. Are the controllers clamping down? Consider the following breaking headline. Decide for yourself. Harmful language alert. National Archives puts warning label on U.S. Constitution and Declaration of Independence. From that report, visitors to the National Archives website looking for the U.S. founding documents are now greeted with label warnings of, quote, harmful language. God only knows the totality of destructive technology the controllers have at their disposal. God only knows what they're willing to do with it. From radio frequency microwave exposure to highly toxic climate engineering elements to the latest big pharma concoctions and so much more, How many have ever taken the time and summoned the courage to conduct honest and independent investigation? On countless fronts, official narratives, i.e. official propaganda and deception, are breaking down, making the controllers more desperate and more dangerous than ever before. Who are the ultimate controllers at the top of the global power pyramid? 
Those who print the money, literally, they control the entire matrix, the entire narrative, from the media to the military-industrial complex, the medical-industrial complex, and the so-called science community, with few exceptions. Exactly how dire is our current trajectory? All of us should be prepared for our collective reality to be completely capsized on any given day at this point. The controllers are beyond desperate. Biosphere collapse has again beat them to the intersection, and now they're advancing their objectives at, quote, warp speed. Again, this question, is it rational to believe the global power brokers are actually interested in protecting and preserving the health and welfare of populations so that they can continue to proliferate and consume Earth's last remaining resources until nothing is left? Is it rational for populations to believe these controllers are actually trying to look after them? The very same controllers who have long since stated their desire to drastically reduce human populations. Time to wake up. How many are so far in denial that if their heads were on fire and you gave them a bucket of water, they wouldn't know what to do with it? They wouldn't do anything with it. Please forgive me if I rant for another moment before getting to the latest bad news headlines. After slogging nonstop for 20 years in this battle, screaming my lungs out, one becomes jaded and frustrated to the core. Official narratives on core issues are becoming so ludicrous, so transparent, and so all over the board, and make it up as they go, it's difficult to comprehend anyone actually buying into the nonstop propaganda machine. A percentage of the population is finally beginning to wake up to what's being done to all of us, to wake up to the lies, to the tyranny, to the coming collapse, but we are very late in the game. Even with more starting to see the wider horizon, near-term impact is a given at this point. Brace for it. But even now, far too many still don't want to even hear the truth, let alone to do their part in the attempt to alter our current course of certain near-term planetary omnicide. The circus of insanity gets worse by the day. On power structure-controlled corporate media, every other commercial is for the latest big pharma concoction with a list of side effects, or more correctly termed, expected consequences, that is so long, only those that are completely asleep at the wheel would take it. Yet, many do. Why is complete collapse now unavoidable and imminent? Because so many have been and continue to facilitate the insanity, whether actively or passively. There's little difference. The societal cowards, cowards in elected offices, cowards in mainstream media, cowards in official agencies, cowards working for social media platforms that censor vital information, cowards in so-called science circles who betray the human race and the entire web of life. This is inarguable. From the climate science community that continues to tuck tail and hide from the climate engineering issue to the medical industrial complex that is now neck deep in so many lies that one wonders how they can look themselves in the mirror. About the climate engineering onslaught, for months, Northern California has had no weather, only smoke and relentless heat, day and night, as we are kept under a constant dome of ionosphere heater-induced high pressure. Ionosphere heater technology is a core component of climate engineering. Please research the capabilities of this technology and you will be shocked. It is virtually an all-out assault on the planet's formerly life-sustaining atmosphere. The ultimate motive, power and control. For those that cling to the naive notion that the global power structure would not willfully decimate the planet on which their lives also depend, please take the time to view 
Trinity and Beyond, the atomic bomb documentary narrated by William Shatner, and then see if you still believe that those in power would not further decimate the planet's remaining life support systems in their relentless quest for total power and total control. The hive mind segment of society will continue to scorn any that dared to investigate and question official narratives and protocols. Controllers around the world have long since carefully crafted societal structure and training to produce populations that are prone to blind conformity that can easily be herded in any direction that the tyrants in power choose, even to the point of voluntarily implementing and carrying out a thinning of the herd. The mainstream media ministry of propaganda and all those that are part of it are every bit as responsible for the crimes and cover-ups of the controllers as the controllers themselves. The various mainstream media factions pretend to defend different positions and viewpoints, but this is all a facade. In the end, they are all towing the line for the power structure. If the majority of Americans continue to blindly believe the official propaganda and outright lies, we have no chance. Let's cover some breaking headlines. From NBC News and other sources, 20 years after 9-11, mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed still awaits trial. What went wrong? The headline asks. The NBC headline makes this seem as if Mohammed's guilt is verifiable fact, which is absolutely unknown at this point. 20 years on, known trial. It is a virtual certainty that the public will never hear a word about what this individual would say if he had the chance. On this 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, how many self-proclaimed patriotic Americans have summoned the courage to actually investigate the mountain of core facts that no official source has ever addressed and that mainstream media sources won't touch, starting with the question of the third steel structure high-rise building that collapsed on that fateful day. The majority don't even know there was a third building, and how is that possible? I already covered how. Because such glaring, shocking facts that cannot be rationally or scientifically explained away are simply not disclosed. World Trade Center Building 7 never got hit by anything, yet it collapsed at freefall speed into its own footprint. Again, how many Americans even know of World Trade Center Building 7 about that collapse? How many have ever bothered to search and view video of this collapse online? Please summon the courage to do so and then stop and consider if you still believe official sources have told you the truth or completely omitted it. The tragic events of 9-11 completely galvanized the American population into blind and unquestioning support for anything and everything the military-industrial complex wanted to initiate. Many have labeled this event, quote, the new Pearl Harbor. Some points to ponder. We are told to believe that a diabetic Arab hiding in a cave in Afghanistan orchestrated the events of 9-11, outwitting and outmaneuvering by far the largest and most sophisticated military on the planet and managed to somehow direct Saudi Arabian hijackers that apparently weren't capable of even flying a single propeller engine Cessna. But that fateful day managed to fly jumbo jets more skillfully than any veteran military fighter pilot could. Next, the World Trade Center buildings that were actually designed to be able to sustain multiple direct impacts from a fully loaded 707 jumbo jet, which is substantially larger with more foot-pounds of energy impact than the passenger jets that we are told hit the towers. Yet, the steel structure high-rise buildings both collapsed. We were officially told 
from the fires. For the record, prior to 9-11 or since, no steel structure high-rise has ever collapsed from fire, even when they burned for up to 48 hours. Until only the frame was left, they still did not collapse. On 9-11, three steel structure high-rise buildings collapsed. WTC-7, World Trade Tower 7, was never touched by any aircraft, by anything, yet it collapsed in its own footprint at free fall speed. The events of 9-11 also provided the pretext for the so-called Patriot Act. Here is a recent headline that it seems no mainstream media source has dared to even mention. Quote, 9-11 families sue the National Institute of Science and Technology over World Trade Center Building 7 report. Isn't a headline like that worth investigating for any truly patriotic American? And there's this recent report that the controllers would rather the public didn't hear about either. 7,000 U.S. troops died in the post-9-11 wars. 30,000 died by suicide. Question, to those who control the U.S. government, do they actually care about the health and welfare of the U.S. military members? View and consider the films of U.S. troops told to view nuclear bomb detonations in the Nevada desert on the ground, up close and personal, with only a set of goggles to protect them. And let's not forget about the downstream consequences from the fallout of the Nevada detonations, the 450,000 deaths that peer-reviewed science now attributes to the radioactive fallout from the Nevada detonations, U.S. civilians that later died. How many people are willing to disclose that? Further signs of lack of care for our troops from those who control the U.S. government. Agent Orange, depleted uranium exposure in the Balkans, in the Middle East, burn pit exposure. The list goes on and on and on. The controllers care about themselves. They care about their own personal welfare and the preservation of their power and control at any cost to anyone. On that note, Freedom of Information Act requests release Fauci-funded construction of chimeric coronaviruses. From that report, when Dr. Anthony Fauci confidently screamed at Senator Rand Paul, calling him a liar for accusing him, Fauci, of funding so-called gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, to make coronaviruses more transmissible to humans, the argument ultimately faded due to Fauci's unsupported claim that the research didn't technically fit the definition of -of gain-of-function research. Now, Thanks to materials released through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit by The Intercept against the National Institute of Health, which were unredacted enough to toss Fauci under the bus, we now know that Fauci-funded EcoHealth Alliance, a New York-based nonprofit headed by Peter Daszak, was absolutely engaged in gain-of-function research to make chimeric SARS-based coronaviruses, which they confirmed could infect human cells. Is it any surprise that Fauci stood on a podium in 2017 on film and on the record and stated, quote, there will be a surprise pandemic during this presidency? Again, this question, is it even remotely rational to believe that Fauci and the -the behind-the-curtain controllers he represents are actually trying to protect human populations? Or is it something else altogether? You decide. While doing so, consider this next headline, Australian Health Chief. COVID will be with us, quote, forever. People will have to, quote, get used to endless booster vaccines. So we're to accept that the vaccines are so safe and effective that Big Pharma continues to demand 
total legal immunity from any and all injury and death their creations cause. And for those that have investigated and don't want to roll up their sleeves, the mandates are now being rolled out. With all that in mind, let's consider another quote from Joseph Goebbels. Propaganda must facilitate the displacement of aggression by specifying the target for hatred. End quote. Power structure strategy. Blame everything on the unvaccinated. How is it possible that monumental lies can continuously be propagated on populations? This is how. Because far too many in the general population want to be lied to. They want to remain in the delusion. They are too committed to the matrix to find the courage to wake up and face reality. That must change or we have no chance. When will the controllers take out our ability to communicate and access data? And when they do, as is the case with so many other issues, including CB19 and climate engineering, will they blame it on nature? This headline, in consideration of that question, from multiple major media sources, an internet apocalypse could Ride to Earth with the next solar storm, new research warns. The report then states, the underwater cables that control nations could go offline for months, the study warns. Entire continents could be cut off from one another. And so the programming begins. So when this happens, the sun will be blamed for bad behavior. Understand that the controllers can cut off our communications anytime they want. Unfolding biosphere collapse will continue to be the bottom line factor that is fueling the now completely out of control power structure desperation. Climate engineering is further fueling biosphere collapse. Next headline, weather disasters over the past five decades, quote, have increased fivefold. That's from BBC News. What core factor does the BBC report completely omit? Not surprisingly at all. Climate engineering, of course. On the subject of censorship, geoengineeringwatch.org has now initiated legal action against the specific individual that is responsible for Facebook's baseless censorship of our recently released documentary film, The Dimming. In this documentary, geoengineeringwatch.org provided a film footage record of high-altitude testing that revealed climate engineering elements are, in fact, being dispersed from jet aircraft in our skies, elements starting with aluminum nanoparticulates. The test samples gathered were then processed at one of the world's most renowned labs. Again, all of this is revealed on film in the Dimming documentary, and all of it on the record. The individual that prompted Facebook to baselessly censor the Dimming documentary was Dr. Douglas McMartin from Cornell University in Ithaca, New York. McMartin, in essence, told Facebook that climate engineering isn't happening and that all we are seeing in our skies are, quote, condensation trails. Did Douglas McMartin conduct any form of duplicate testing whatsoever to substantiate his statements? High-altitude testing, perhaps? Precipitation testing? Any kind of testing? It seems not. McMartin's apparent proof? Because he says so. Climate engineering isn't happening because he says it isn't happening. McMartin portrayed himself to the Facebook fact checkers as, quote, an independent and unbiased individual. Was he? Or is there much more to the story? In 2018, WBAI Radio in New York conducted a live on-air debate between myself and Dr. McMartin. I would suggest listening to this live debate and deciding for yourself what his motives were. It can be found by searching geoengineeringwatch.org, debating the geoengineering reality, Dane Wigington. 
Here's a short audio excerpt from that debate. Dane, as you heard, Professor McMartin does not believe uh, that it's going on because we do not have the aircraft and the technology uh, to release the uh, necessary aerosols to reflect uh, the uh, sunlight back into uh, space. What are your thoughts on that? Mr. McMartin, I'm understanding you to say that aircraft can't, we don't have aircraft that can fly into the stratosphere. Is that correct? We don't have aircraft that can fly into the stratosphere and deliver a useful payload. How high is the stratosphere? Um, Where does it start? I should, be a little more, I should be a little more precise. If you wanted to actually reflect a light, the reason that we talk about putting things in the stratosphere is that we're really interested in no, that's uh, not my part question. of the atmosphere. Right. I, I have Sorry, a question. Let me I want to use my time on that. How, let me finish. How high is the stratosphere? Let me, let me fill in that blank because we have scientific data to show that the stratosphere in the polar regions especially is as low as 23,000 feet. We have PC-135s that at that altitude can carry 100 tons of material. Uh, are you so, denying that 100 tons of material wouldn't affect uh, the climate? And so, so, again, if, you, if you're claiming that planes or aircraft can't fly into the stratosphere, even at the mid-latitudes, a stratospheric altitude can start at 33,000 feet. All forms so, of jet aircraft can reach those altitudes. So I, I, I don't they, think what you're saying holds any water, Doug. Dane, if you allow me to finish my sentence, the so reason well, I, we talk I, about... It was my turn to talk, and I don't simply ask you one question, so go ahead. So, so the answer to your question is that you need to get material up to at least sixty to 70,000 feet. Okay, you're changing, you, you said into the stratosphere, and what you stated was not uh, mathematically correct, so now you're, you're actually picking an altitude that is, is uh, not just the start of the stratosphere, but much, much higher. So, like, again, what you stated so, initially, Doug, was we, we couldn't do anything. You knew nothing was happening with climate engineering because we didn't have the capability to reach the stratosphere, and I'm saying that is simply not true. To tune into the full debate, again, search geoengineeringwatch.org debating the geoengineering reality. Legal action is now moving forward against this individual in order to rectify the unwarranted censorship of the dimming documentary. Stay tuned. Back to the power structure response to unfolding biosphere collapse. Governments around the world know they can no longer sustain their populations. Connect the dots. Here's the headline. Sweeping new vaccine mandates for 100 million Americans. So much for freedom and democracy. Next headline. White House science advisor warns U.S. not ready for future pandemics. President Biden's top science advisor said that the U.S. must prepare for the possibility that a pandemic worse than the COVID-19 outbreak will strike within the next decade. Just like Anthony Fauci knew. I wonder how they know. How do you think? Next headline. No end in sight for the COVID-led global supply chain disruption. Take that further onto the horizon. This is a very convenient excuse for biosphere systems that are collapsing all over the globe. Fisheries, crops, resources collapsing across the board. And everything can be blamed ultimately on nature. That's what they would want us to do. Next headline, Israel's coronavirus czar tells citizens to prepare for eventual fourth shot. From that report, as we've been detailing the Goalposts in ultravax Israel keep perpetually moving after health authorities' recent initiative to demand all citizens get a third COVID jab. This even as the past week witnessed the small Mediterranean country reach yet more daily case records of infections. 
Is this a chicken or egg scenario? You decide. Despite the World Health Organization coming out against countries giving their populations booster shots at this point, Israel has issued a third dose to 2.5 million Israelis, given the likelihood that this too will fail to blunt the growing numbers of infections. Naturally, the question is, what next? The report then states, quote, you can't make this up. Health authorities are providing this, quote, answer. Israel's national coronavirus czar stated that the country will begin making preparations to eventually administer fourth doses of the coronavirus vaccine. That's according to the Times of Israel. The coronavirus czar, Professor Solomon Zarka, made the following statements, quote, given that the virus is here and will continue to be here, we also need to prepare for a fourth injection, as if bluntly admitting that the country will continue with the very simplistic strategy of throwing more shots at the problem. Zarka added, this is our life from now on in waves. This stated scenario also all but ensures that the controversial Green Pass system will also likely continue expanding and being updated indefinitely. Already, authorities have said that this form of, quote, vaccine passport, which gives the holder entry to specific public venues like restaurants, gyms, and public worship spaces, is subject to expiration, depending on if the holder received their second or third dose of the vaccine. Now Israelis can look forward to a pass that will be dependent on getting a fourth vaccine. Presumably, if a fourth jab is in the works, the Green Pass will at the same time eventually be voided for people who have only had their third dose of COVID-19 vaccine. The endless parade of COVID-19 variants just keeps coming, doesn't it? On that note, this headline, is the Delta variant more transmissible outdoors? And why would that be? How could that be? Much more to that headline. Next headline, vaccine-resistant Mu variant, MU, spreads to 49 states as Delta-driven summer wave peaks, one after another after another. The report states the Mu is spreading far more quickly in the U.S. than the, quote, experts had anticipated. Is anything going, as we've been told, anything in this equation at all? The variant, which possesses several mutations that has scientists worried it might be wholly resistant to the first generation of vaccines. And it has now been detected again in every state except Nebraska. Another reason for more injections. Here's something to consider. As more and more CB19 information surfaces that is completely contrary to what the propaganda pushers want, how many who rolled up their sleeves without first investigating are now becoming concerned about what they did? How many might then pressure others to do the same because they did? There's no going back. Question, is the power structure now doing their best to fuel maximum division between the vaxxed and the unvaxxed? What do you think? You decide. Next headline. Military service members with natural immunity file lawsuit against the Department of Defense, the FDA, Health and Human Services over COVID vaccine mandate. Let's keep an eye on that story as it unfolds. Next headline. Medical drones deployed over Italian beaches to search for feverish people. This is truly a sci-fi movie at this point. Next headline, Victoria, Australia will, quote, lock out unvaccinated people from its economy. From that report, the Australian state of Victoria will lock out unvaccinated people from participating in the economy. That's from Premier Dan Andrews, his announcement. Victoria is currently under draconian lockdown restrictions with residents of Melbourne who make up the vast majority of the state's population living under a 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew, forbidden from leaving their home except to work, buy groceries, or get a COVID-19 vaccine. When the lockdown is lifted, Premier Dan Andrews said, quote, 
future restrictions will apply only to the unvaccinated. With that last report from Australia in mind, consider this next statement from a dear friend and very trusted activist in Australia, Caesar Behlul. This message from him, a major epidemic not being addressed is lethargy, anxiety, and the inability to sleep properly, and many more concerning health issues as a result of excessive alcohol consumption. Again, this is all from Australia. As a coping mechanism on behalf of the people enduring the lockdowns, while many businesses were forced to shut down, alcohol shops remain open and continue to deliver the prescription of sedation that is supported by our government, i.e. the Australian government. According to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, $3.3 billion worth of alcohol was sold last year. That's a 27% increase in sales. If this is really a health crisis we are dealing with, why would the establishment allow the cunning promotion and sales of a product that merely exacerbates the decline of health in our society? Question mark. More red flags, more blatant hypocrisy. Again, thank you, Caesar, for that update from Australia. And now this headline from another land down under, New Zealand, whose government claims they want to be a COVID zero zone. This headline from New Zealand, New Zealand has completed its transformation into a full-blown police state. From that report, virtually the entire country is once again under an indefinite lockdown after a few COVID-19 cases were reported throughout the nation. A single case necessitates a, quote, snap lockdown, end quote. Headlines like this make me glad I did not immigrate to New Zealand in the early 90s, which I almost did because it was so profoundly beautiful. The diving was unimaginable. So much unspoiled at that time, and I was very fortunate to dive many of the waters around New Zealand, but thankfully not there now with this going on, although we're not far behind in the States, are we? There is an epidemic of mass societal psychosis, much of it programmed over the course of lifetimes, that compels so many in populations to believe only what they want to believe, and to deny what they don't, to conform without question to controllers that they believe are genuinely concerned with their welfare. Such behavior does not alter or remedy unpleasant realities or eliminate existential threats. It only ensures we will all remain on the current course of statistically certain near-term planetary omnicide. More need-to-know breaking bad news headlines in a moment. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and in doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 318, September 11th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, and Columbus, Ohio. I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that have helped Watch expand our voice to so many major locations. Those that have helped in this effort know who they are. 
Recordings of the weekly Global Alert News broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials, printed materials, can be ordered from our homepage for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our colored glossy flyers and booklets are packed with shocking satellite images, documents, patents, photos of the retrofit spray nozzles mounted on climate engineering aircraft. The list goes on. Again, our only goal is to sound the alarm as effectively and efficiently as possible. Possible. On that note, the recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering, again mentioned earlier in this broadcast, titled The Dimming, conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for the documentary directly from the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage through email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data. Moving on, more of the climate engineering onslaught that official sources and mainstream media will not acknowledge. The microwave transmission steering of Hurricane Ida was captured and posted by geoengineeringwatch.org. Search and view this three-minute video report on the homepage of Watch. Hurricane Manipulation Weather Makers Exposed. This video report is a shocking capture of the microwave transmission network that was used to steer Ida on her path across the U.S. View it and decide for yourself. About Hurricane Ida, this new report. Ida's aftermath raises environmental fears in, quote, Cancer Alley. From that report, Hurricane Ida carved a path across Louisiana that cuts through a region packed with hazardous chemical plants, raising risks of environmental disaster along an industrial strip already infamously nicknamed Cancer Alley. Next headline, same theme. Ida's fatal power didn't shock scientists who study how climate change primed the pump. Did the climate engineers help to spawn Hurricane Ida? We can't know. The ocean is certainly very capable. The oceans are superheating. What we can state with certainty is that the entire storm path across the U.S. again was manipulated with a vast network of microwave transmission sites. As stated earlier, please don't believe me. Search on geoengineeringwatch.org, hurricane manipulation, weather makers exposed. View the actual recordings of the microwave transmissions as they dictate Ida's path across the U.S. Again, decide for yourself what reality actually is. Even now, so many say that they, the bankers ultimately, because they are responsible for printing endless amounts of money with which they own militaries, thus they own countries, but the proverbial they would not do this to themselves. They wouldn't destroy their own world. Therefore, it can't be happening. Here's a historical sample of how long the climate engineering assault has been going on. This is from a 1965 U.S. government assessment on weather modification titled Weather and Climate Modification, Special Commission on Weather Modification National Science Foundation. The report states, this is a small excerpt from a very large report, deliberate weather and climate modification can be directed toward the ultimate goal of bringing use of the environment into closer harmony with capacities and the purposes of man, the report states. Again, U.S. government report from 1965. Whether this be for food production, relief from floods, assuring the continuance of biological species, stopping pollution, or for purely aesthetic reasons. 
What nobly stated goals by the power structure? Is it even remotely rational to believe they have such benevolent motives? What are we actually seeing on the front lines of the global climate collapse? There's your answer. How's it going so far? We live in a full-blown planetary asylum. The climate intervention operations are going apparently so well that if they continue, we face near-term human extinction and we will likely take the entire web of life down with us. The single most destructive human activity of all is the climate intervention operations, and that is saying a lot because the human race has absolutely decimated the planet from too many directions to even consider. It's the greatest and most immediate threat, i.e. climate engineering and everything that it entails, Short of nuclear cataclysm, greatest and most immediate threat we take, it's toxifying every single breath we take, our lab tests prove it. Try not to breathe too much, because you are definitely inhaling climate engineering elements. About the falsification of data, the so-called normal temperatures are not historical norms. It's an ever-raising bar of more recent temperatures that raise the, quote, normal. If we go back to pre-industrial baselines, we have likely... Increased Earth's temperature 3.5 degrees C right now. That's over 6 degrees Fahrenheit. We're in total meltdown. Climate engineering is making it worse, not better. And every single engineered cool-down they create, sometimes cooling daytime highs at the cost of trapping heat at night, raising nighttime low temperatures, destroying the ozone layer, setting the stage for epic forest fire burns. Again, search on that note. Wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. From every conceivable direction, climate engineering is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. Here's an update from Northern California and Southern Oregon. Still hot. Doesn't cool off much at night, as I stated. High-pressure dome continues to be maintained. Ionosphere heater created. No weather. Only heat, haze, and smoke. Suffocating smoke nearly every single day and night, week after week, month after month. Officially, the air is, quote, extremely hazardous. That's on the air quality index. But there's more. It's not just smoke. A constant bombardment of jet aircraft aerosol particulate spraying can be seen through any break in the almost constant smoke canopy. Any moisture that does move across the region, which happened last Thursday night, is aerosolized with too many condensation nuclei that makes the air more electrically conductive than radio frequency microwave transmissions do their part, scattering these particles and thus scattering the rainfall. So we get dry lightning, featureless skies. These particles are desiccants. Again, this question, why would the climate engineers conduct spraying operations directly over the dense smoke banks? Consider there is much more than just climate engineering going on in our skies, as if that wasn't bad enough already by itself. Driving through Redding, California is increasingly surreal. Again, smoke-filled skies with aerosol spraying above. It looks like something from another planet. More and more of the trees are dying and or dead. The sun-exposed side of so many trees are now baked to the core wood. No insects, only an occasional bird. And even now, the vast majority are completely oblivious as they push fully loaded carts out of Costco and Wally World. Who is aware? The homeless population, I always bring them what provisions I can whenever I go to town, to Redding, California. So many of the homeless are acutely aware of their environment and of the skies above. And in spite of all the daily challenges they face, they know about and care about the climate engineering decimation. Any one of us under different circumstances could be in their shoes. I worked for several years as a volunteer in a homeless shelter in Victorville, California. I've listened to the testimonies of more than I could ever remember or count. So many 
that never imagined they would end up on the street. How many, even now, enjoy a life of luxury on our rapidly dying planet and have no idea whatsoever about how radically their lives are about to change. Those on the street will soon enough have the advantage. They know how to live on almost nothing. More about the decimation in the once golden state, the decimated Lake Orville. Houseboats crowded together in a trickle of water after California droughts reduced the reservoir levels to a historic low of 24%, and the dry season is not over. In fact, we don't know when it will be over because the climate engineers control the flow of rain. They control how much it will rain, how toxic that rain will be. They control the spigot. Lake Shasta is in almost exactly the same condition as Orville. Drought crippled Hoover Dam. This is a headline, by the way. Drought crippled Hoover Dam, Glen Canyon hydropower plants. Both are operating at substantially decreased capacity. That trend will also continue as long as the climate engineers want it to continue. Drought and deluge scenarios. That is the hallmark of climate engineering. Next headline. Climate change means Australia may have to abandon much of its farming. Let's consider a few excerpts from this report. First this, Australia must start planning for the loss of entire regional communities and the probability of internal climate refugees. Next excerpt, Australia likely faces billions of dollars of adaptation costs. Next bullet point, as the IPCC's sixth assessment report, that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, makes clear the climate will change at this point regardless of any mitigation actions taken. What has GeoengineWatch.org said for a decade and a half? We are through the guardrail. You can put a new set of brakes on the car. You can change the tires. It is flying through the air. None of that will matter. We are going to the bottom of the canyon. Does that mean we don't fight for what's left? No, it doesn't mean that. If we can salvage anything so that anyone can make it through what's coming, that is worth every fiber of our being. We must all stand together in this battle. But the bottom line is the reality we have formerly known is gone. It's not coming back. And all the insanity that we see unfolding around us is a controller response to what's happening to the biosphere. Final statement from this report, Australia's ecosystems are showing signs of collapse. Not showing signs of, they have collapsed. The Great Barrier Reef is done and that grieves me to no end because I've been on two private expeditions there and I saw it in its former beauty. And it pains me more than I can state to see what I see of images from it now. Piles of rubble that were once thriving reefs. Done. Gone. Not coming back in any time frame that matters. Next headline. Climate change blamed for New Zealand's warmest winter. From that report, New Zealand saw its warmest winter on record this year as climate change fueled rising temperatures. Next headline. New Zealand has committed to becoming carbon neutral by 2050 and generating all of its energy from renewable sources by 2035. Never happened. Neither point. We're not going to make 2050. We're not going to make 2035 before the reality we have known is completely gone. Will anyone make it to 2025? As impossible as that seems that it could be that bad, it is that bad. And here's why. This is a non-linear equation. Again, you can leap from the top of a 100-story building and think you're flying, even when you're passing the second floor. But when you hit the sidewalk, you realize, no, you weren't flying. You were falling. And that's how close we are. From NewScientist.com, this, climate change linked to risk of viruses jumping species in the Arctic. Again, this is programming populations to think that it's just nature behaving poorly. Forget about the 400 plus biolabs all over the world whose task it is to produce 
the type of element that we see now impacting societies. Let's blame it on nature. Next headline. Listen carefully to this one. Quote, big chill for climate doom. Arctic sea ice is expanding. Yes, that's the headline. It stated that Arctic sea ice is expanding. The rest of the report then goes on about assuring us that we can all breathe a sigh of relief. What isn't this report telling us? First, they're referring only to Arctic sea ice extent, the surface area, not the volume, i.e. the total mass of the ice, which is all that matters, which is also all but completely disappeared. All the formerly thick multi-year ice is gone. So how is the surface ice forming? It's a direct result of climate engineering operations at multiple levels, including sea surface ice nucleation operations, which are visible from satellite imagery. Search this geoengineeringwatch.org report title. What are the climate engineers doing in the Arctic? Astounding images and dead scientists. That's the full title of our report. Search it. View the satellite images in it. You'll be shocked. And next, this. The temporary cooling effect of northern latitude wildfire smoke has played a big part in this equation. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Please view and share that. It's one of our most important reports. Covers so much about what's unfolding from the climate engineering role in the wildfires and what the core objectives are. In conclusion for this headline about everything being fine in the Arctic, Any that believe the planet isn't in a state of total meltdown because of a headline with an agenda should take a long look at the climate cataclysms unfolding all over the world with covert climate engineering operations further fueling the fire. The climate engineers, it seems, are willing to kill the entire planet to mask the Arctic ice implosion till the last possible moment. For the record, the source of this article that didn't say a word about the climate engineering issue while pushing the false narrative of magically refrozen Arctic ice was WND.com. Formerly, to their credit, WND published several articles that fully acknowledged the climate engineering reality. I worked with actor and martial arts legend Chuck Norris on these reports. During this time window, I met personally with Chuck's pastor, who assured me that this joint effort would be ongoing, but it abruptly stopped. Communications were broken. It is my personal belief that Chuck was warned. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, Chuck Norris, to find these reports. On with the battle. More headlines from producer.com. This, exports to drop as crop shrinks. This report about Canada. Canada's crop exports are forecast to plummet, leaving importers scrambling for product from alternative suppliers. Again, fisheries crashing around the globe, crops crashing around the globe, very desperate governments, very desperate global controllers, what do you think they're going to do? Stop and consider the wider horizon. These dots are not hard to connect. Next headline. Do we have enough trees to absorb current CO2 levels? The answer is patently no. The forests we still have left are no longer absorbing CO2, including the Amazon. The Amazon forest, what was once the world's largest carbon sink with the exception of the oceans, is now a carbon source because those trees are so stressed just like the trees in Northern California, that they do not breathe anymore. They've shut their stomata, their respiratory ports. Been over this in broadcast after broadcast. It's a case of intense UV, rain that doesn't fall, rain that when it does fall is toxic. 
We have the vapor pressure deficit scenario, not enough humidity in the air. So the trees again shut their stomata. They're not inhaling carbon. They're not exhaling oxygen. Of course, there's not enough trees to absorb the CO2. And the ones we have aren't even absorbing CO2. And the rest of them are going up in flames. And you can't just replant a forest because the trees don't grow. Try that in Northern California. You can plant as many saplings in the fall as you want. They don't make it to the spring. Let's slog through some more bad news. This headline, the latest IPC climate report, that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, largest scientific panel ever created on any subject in human history, has warned that nowhere is safe. Of course, there's nowhere safe when the entire boat is sinking, i.e. planet Earth. Next headline from last week, surviving the next 50 years is an existential crisis. No, not surviving the next 50 years. Five years would be far more accurate. And what's the human race doing while the planet's going down in flames? More loot, plunder, and pillage until nothing is left. This headline from multiple major media sources, including Time Magazine. A climate solution lies deep under the ocean, but accessing it could have huge environmental costs. Why do they care about that now? They never have before. From this report, polymetallic modules from the seafloor three miles deep, rare earth minerals that mining companies are peddling as the cure to climate change because these metals can be used to make more batteries for EV vehicles. Batteries that, once manufactured, become a nearly impossible material to dispose of, waste material, and EV vehicles themselves that are made from even more materials stripped from our dying planet and all too often charged up with electricity produced by hydrocarbon-fueled generation facilities. How is any of this saving us from the collapsing climate and life support systems of our formerly thriving planet? In the meantime, climate engineering raging in the skies above. It's all delusion. The completely insane behavior of so many in the ranks of the human race still pushing and propagating yet another tech cure for what tech did in the first place and expecting a different result. How are all the techno fixes going so far? Techno treatments like the ongoing, again, climate engineering insanity that continues to drive the final nails into our collective coffins. More in the theme of loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute. This headline from last week, lawsuit filed after Biden administration opens Gulf of Mexico coast for oil and gas leasing. The Biden administration has decided to offer 80 million acres of the Gulf of Mexico for oil and gas leasing. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Again, loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. Another headline, Europe's power companies still rely on coal despite green plans. All simply orchestrated mass distraction. They have no intention of changing business as usual. That's part of why climate engineering is raging in our skies. From CNN and other sources, more than 230 journalists warn 1.5 degrees C of global warming could be catastrophic for health. Newsflash, we are likely past three and a half degrees C right now. And where is the mention from these so-called journalists about the climate engineering operations that are filling our skies with tens of millions of tons of highly toxic elements, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers. Now based on a recent science report, it appears graphene as well. Where is the acknowledgement of any of that? Nowhere. For those that pretend to be telling the truth. Next headline, a continuation along the theme of total hypocrisy. Christian leaders unite to issue stark warning over climate crisis, but will they acknowledge climate engineering? No chance, because they don't want to lose their 501c3 nonprofits, and it's up to the congregation to hold their so-called spiritual leaders accountable. Telling a half-truth is not the truth. Let's cover yet another headline on half-truth and hypocrisy. This from last week. What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action by Jane Fonda. 
From that report, a call to action from Jane Fonda, one of the most inspiring activists of our time, urging us to wake up to the looming disaster of climate change and equipping us with the tools we need to join her in the protest. I know firsthand that a package of geoengineeringwatch.org data was put into Jane Fonda's hands. I have contacts in the entertainment industry that did so. Personally, no response. I recognize the courage Jane has shown in the past. I recognize that Jane knows to acknowledge the climate engineering issue would cause her intense repercussions from the controllers. But at what point will those in the entertainment industry and countless other circles acknowledge the climate engineering hole in the bottom of the boat? When it sinks to the bottom of the sea, too late. Consider the following quote from Terrence McKenna. The apocalypse is not something which is coming. The apocalypse has arrived in major portions of the planet, and it's only because we live within a bubble of incredible privilege and social insulation that we still have the luxury of anticipating the apocalypse. Now consider this inarguable statement from Thomas Berry. We must now understand that our own well-being can be achieved only through the well-being of the entire natural world around us. I could never remember or recall the long list of those that have briefly appeared to care about the global weather warfare assault being waged against the human race and the entire web of life. But once overwhelmed with the totality of what we face, the vast majority have left the front line of the fight, never to return. I can only hope and pray that all such individuals summon their courage and rejoin the battle to sound the alarm, the battle to turn the tide of insanity. The odds are against us, but if we still stand, we are not yet beaten And if we collectively stand against the gathering darkness, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour. Our individual actions, or lack of them, define who we are and what we are. Life is a seasonal occupation at best. Question, what do you want to be found doing when your maker comes for you? It is not easy or comfortable to attempt sharing information that the vast majority don't want to hear. But the effort is necessary, indeed essential, though it is not in our individual power to force others to awaken and to face reality. It is in our individual power to sow the seeds of awakening. Many are not yet willing to clear the lens through which they view the world, plant the seed, and move on. For there are others that sense something, everything, is very wrong. For them, only a spark is needed to open their eyes. Once that happens, they can't unsee the insanity in our skies and within the ranks of human society. It is imperative to stay strong mentally and physically. Our body is a rent-a-car of sorts given by the Creator for a purpose. It is our responsibility to return it in the best possible condition. To the degree that we are individually able, physical training, care with what we consume, and a constant exercising of our life's philosophy is absolutely essential, i.e. our purpose, our mission. The Great Awakening is the only way forward against the collective insanity. All are needed in this battle. If a critical mass of awareness in the population can be achieved, countless wheels in the battle will then begin to turn on their own. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.